Hey everyone, thank you for joining me for another episode of Have Faith in God. I hope that you're doing well and that you're still committed to staying in faith, regardless of what you might be experiencing that's contrary to the promises of God. The one thing he cannot do is lie. So we have to be firmly steadfast in knowing that his word will not return void. Amen. So we'll just jump right in this week. Um, Something that I have really been thinking about and, you know, in being transparent, as I always say that I want to be on this podcast. I mean, there are times that I'm really battling, whether it's within myself, whether it's outside forces or, you know, just my mind and the enemy warring against my mind, um, you know, just dealing with life's issues. So, um, something that I read a while back, and I remember reading this banner, um, once that said, uh, it's something to the effect of your greatest pain will be your greatest testimony. And it is within that testimony that others can be helped, that you can speak life into others. There is nothing that you've experienced that someone else hasn't at some point in your lifetime, you will come across someone else who has experienced the very same thing. We may experience different things, but trust me, there is someone that can relate to what you're going through and help you, or you can help them to be an encouragement. You can be an encouragement to them and they can be an encouragement to you. So with that, let me ask, have you ever felt rejected? I mean, just take a moment and, you know, I know we have some people out there like, you know, no, I don't need anybody. I, you know, I'm confident in myself and, you know, all of this. And, but I will be the first to say that, yes, I have felt rejected many times. Have you ever felt like you didn't belong or didn't fit? And it's within those times, really, that the enemy really starts to wear you down, you know, and make it seem like you're so different, like you're strange, like there's something wrong with you. Perhaps someone has said things to you that that hurt you to your heart. And those things have stayed in your head for years. What about never receiving approval? Whether it was from your parents, your, your teachers, your friends, or being ill-treated by those closest to you, feeling like you never measure up. Maybe someone has told you that you weren't smart enough to finish school or that you'll never get married or that you're unattractive. There are some mean-spirited people out there that, you know, will tell you that. Perhaps you've been told that you have no purpose and no reason to live. And we all know that those are lies of the devil because he wants to sift our souls. He wants to, you know, uh, captivate our minds to keep us from believing the word of God. When things like this start to compile on your mind and your heart, After a while, you'll begin to feel like an outcast and that God has forgotten about you. 
Let me just say this. You are not alone. Ever since I was a child, and even at times now, I have felt that way. Those are the lies of the enemy. You may feel rejected by man, but God said he would never leave us nor forsake us. And if he'll never leave us nor forsake us, then guess what? He'll never reject us. And that is a promise that we have to embed in our heart, just like we've done with hurtful words, because some of us have embedded those hurtful words into our heart and into our mind, but we need to embed the promises of God into our heart. We all have different callings, but we also all have a purpose. Jeremiah 29 and 11, and 11, and I know that's a very familiar uh, verse of scripture that everyone can, not everyone, but most of us um, can relate to or, or that we've rehearsed or that we've heard so many times that says, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. Now, does that sound like we aren't meant to be here (laughs) or that we're here only to pass time? Sometimes what we feel or view as rejection is God redirecting us. That redirection could be to save your life. It could be to spare you from something down the road, and it could also be to fulfill his purpose. But I do know and I understand that in that moment, all we see is what we want, which makes it difficult to accept the redirection. For instance, someone recently shared with me that she felt like she was cursed because she'd been applying for job after job after job to no avail. Sometimes, you know, as soon as she would apply within a matter of hours or the next day, she would receive a rejection letter. Trust me, I understand the frustration because I've been there before, but God sees down the line and we have to believe that. You know, I'm not just saying that and, and just trying to, you know, just encourage you. I'm encouraging myself as well and infusing myself with faith that we have to believe that God sees down the line and that we have to trust him and trust the direction that he's taking us. What if this job that you want, what if the company suddenly goes bankrupt soon after you start the job? And even sometimes we can be so eager that we're willing to accept less than what we know we're worth. So we settle for a lower paying job. (laughs) All we wanted, all we just said, we're saying is somebody please call me. But that's not God's will for us. It is not his will for us to um, accept less or to, you know, not live up to our worth and even in our finances. But at least I don't believe that, that that's not God's will for us. 
So he'll keep that company from calling you just because he's redirecting us to the right job. The job that will be more than enough. The job where you don't even have to, where you don't have to keep robbing Peter to pay Paul. <laughs> or the job where you'll just be overall successful because he only wants what's good for us because he knows the plans that he has for our life to give us an expected end. An area that God has in, encouraged me here lately and just over the years, and I, I'm, I'm grateful that God hasn't given up on me and I haven't given up on him, but he has encouraged me in the area of relationships. And I know that I'm not the only one. There are plenty of men and women, my age group or older, or maybe some even younger who have, you know, have a desire to be married, a desire to, you know, have a sustained relationship. I personally have always had a desire to be married, but at 50 years old, <laughs> it still hasn't happened. Trust me, I have had some good days and I've had some bad days. Days that I didn't feel like I measured up, days where I felt like I had to shrink who I was, days where I've said, God, please change me, make me normal, make me desirable to someone. Because the truth of the matter is I'm marked. And if you felt that way, you're marked. And what I mean by that is when you are a believer and God has a call on your life and there's a purpose for your life and you've given your life to God, you're marked. And he will not allow us to just settle for anyone. He won't give his best. He won't give us his best to just anyone. He will intentionally let people reject you in order to redirect your steps. Most times he's trying to protect us from what lies ahead. But when you're in the throes of hurt and frustration, you don't wanna hear that. <laughs> Let's be honest, you don't, cause I know how I felt. I don't want to hear it. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm a great person. Why is it taking so long? You want what you want and you want it now because after all you felt like, Hey, I've, I've waited all these years, but God loves us so much that he will suffer us to cry a few nights in order to guide us to the promise. And you may say, you know, hey, I'm 50 years old. I've been crying, you know, night after night after night after night. It's not a few nights. But we have to remember that our timing is not God's timing. The Bible says that a, a day is as a thousand years to God. So our timing is not his. So what our night after night after night after crying or, you know, praying about it and things like that is a drop in the bucket to him, but God always shows up on time. Remember the story of Joseph 
in the book of Genesis and how his brothers despised him. Basically, they were jealous. God showed him the future in dreams, which provoked his brothers even more because they were already jealous as to how their father Israel treated. And, you know, he was, he loved Joseph because he was the son of his old age. So instead of killing him, the brothers, they sold him into Egypt. Once in Egypt, he suffered many things from being accused by Potiphar's wife to being thrown in prison for years for something he didn't even do. Can you relate with the rejection he must have felt asking why? I've kept the laws. I served God faithfully. I loved my brothers and my family and my father and my mother and did what was right. What have I done to deserve this? Have you felt that way? I mean, I know that I have, as I said earlier in the, in the episode, this is a very transparent podcast and I like to use my own personal testimonies coupled with the, um, testimonies of the scripture to give us, to encourage you and to help build your faith. But I felt that way many, many times. Why am I being mistreated? Why am I being overlooked? Why don't I fit in? It will make you want to scream sometimes. But God had a plan for Joseph's life because he knew what the future held for Egypt down the line and the surrounding areas, which ultimately would be a famine. He allowed Joseph to suffer those things in order to save the world, basically at that time. And once he'd been put into position, he regained all that he thought he had lost. He was reunited with his father and his family and had riches unfathomable. There was nobody higher in the land aside from Pharaoh next to Joseph. So look up, brothers and sisters. God is using your suffering for a purpose. I can't tell you what that is, no more than I know for myself. But I know that it's going to be for our good. I know that everything I suffered as a child, even through my adulthood, will all pay off later. Every year that I lost... Just like Joseph, God will restore. Amen. I believe that. Joel 2.25 says, I will restore to you the years that the locust hath eaten, the canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm. At my lowest state, thank you, Jesus, when I cry so much and my face is swollen and red and I feel like running away from life. Somewhere inside of me, I can still hear this voice saying, but God, you promised. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But God, I know you haven't forgotten me because in Zechariah 9 and 12, your word says that every prisoner of hope, he will restore double to you. I remember hearing a preacher say, there's a greater later. 
And you have to believe that even when you're staring at a situation, no matter what it is, it doesn't have to be a relationship. It could be a job. It could be you waiting for a child to come home. It could be waiting to have a child, whatever your situation might be. Know that uh, whatever situation that you're, you're, you're uh, confronted with that says something oppositional to what you're believing God for, you have to believe that there's a greater later. Amen. So I want to encourage you, you prisoner of hope, <laughs> those that have been waiting on God, those who feel they have missed life, those who feel that they've been rejected. No, you've just been redirected to the path of promise. Hallelujah. I know that many times we want to do things our way. Again, we want what we want, no matter what it is. But Proverbs 19 and 21 says, many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that will prevail. And if we trust that God has our best interest at heart and that he only wants good for you, then have faith in God and let him direct your path. I know the pain of feeling rejected and unwanted, but for every closed door, I'm learning to look at it as a redirection. It may not feel good in the moment, but I believe that it will work out for my good. I pray that you will accept that for your life as well. Amen. Just keep moving and with every step, have faith in God. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you would comfort every man, woman, boy, and girl who has felt the pain of rejection in whatever form or area of life that might be. The pain that has left hurt feelings and a scarred heart. Heal us, Lord, and let us eat the good of the land. David said in Psalms 27 and 13 that he would have fainted had he not believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Lord, some of us may have had a rocky start. Some of us have suffered some painful experiences, but we yet believe that you have some good for us to experience while we yet live. It's not over until you say that it's over. And we embrace and believe that every word you've spoken Every promise you've made will come to fruition. We will no longer hide whom you've created us to be. We will no longer deny the calling that you've placed on our life. And we will wait on you and be of good courage because we know that you will strengthen our heart. We praise and thank you for lifting and encouraging us and restoring hope in our hearts. We know that if we acknowledge you in all our ways, that you will direct our path and where you lead, we will follow. We honor and bless you and rest in your love. In Jesus' name, amen. I pray that this word is well received um, and received into your heart today and that you've learned or that you've gained some encouragement that you've that it's increased your faith because the Bible says faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. 
So whatever area you might be facing where you feel that you've been rejected, just look at it as a redirection. Amen. I ask that you um, follow us on Twitter, leave comments on whatever platform that you're listening from. And until next time, stay safe and be blessed.